0: On this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast, we are joined by one of the few last standing Cleveland Browns fans to review episode one of Hard Knocks, as well as a full recap of the week one preseason games, who gets a Hall of Fame jersey, who's in, who's out, as well as a recap of Very Cavalier, and of course, everyone's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. Okay. Let's start the show. Right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Please Podcast. This is Marlo coming from of Chicago. As always, joined by my co-host Casey in Milwaukee. Casey, how are we doing today? I well, Marlo. Good to be back for another episode of the pod. All right, we are back. So is football. Football. But before we get to that, guess who else is back? Tiger Woods is pretty much back. He pretty much won. He pretty much won.
1: More or less won.
0: it's pretty close to winning. Second place is pretty much winning for Tiger Woods at this
1: point. I mean, I remember sitting on this pod and saying, if Tiger just gives us one more Sunday at a major, that's all I ask for. I just want one more Tiger's back Sunday. And we got that. He didn't win, but the coverage of him, his play dominated uh, the telecast, and we had a meaningful major championship Sunday with Tiger Woods.
0: Yeah, so I'm not gonna lie, Casey. I got to the point where I got to Tiger fatigue. No, because here's what happened
1: at the worst time. <laughs> at the wor-
0: yeah, you're exactly right. I picked the worst <laughs> time. It's Tiger teed off on Thursday. I think his first two. Ho- I think he, what he bogey his first two? This typical like bogey first two. And I'm like, mm, it's over. Like, why even? Why even <laughs> check, talk?
1: Checked out on the tournament.
0: Yeah, I checked out, I did check out, and I got the updates, like, t- I got the updates of, ooh, Tiger's making his move, he's yep. making his move right now, and like, I've seen this before, yep. checked out, then I got a text from Casey, mid this afternoon, all about Tiger, and I'm like, yeah, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I tuned out, and then I tuned in at the right time, but Tiger, he fell a little short, fell short.
1: He did fall short. I, I held off on texting uh, you Im- amongst other people um, until halfway through the final round. So nine holes in. he At that point, tire hadn't hit a fairway yet in the round. He was 0 for 7 on the front nine, but somehow was uh, three strokes under going into the turn. Well, somehow, basically, was he putted 10 times in nine holes. So <laughs> his putter kept him in it. Uh, it was... Uh, a crazy uh first nine. i started being like starting to believe and starting to think it was possible uh and even through the end I, you know in the back of my mind like it's it's possible we could do it but the whole time there was at least two people ahead of him so i never felt like he was actually going to win but it was cr- it was so fun just to uh follow along and see the meaningful plots see you know his reactions and, and and the intensity that he brings and the fans reacting to it. I mean, the fans were nuts. Uh, Justin Thomas, when he uh, was done, he was uh, towards the leaders for a bit, but kind of fell off towards the end. Was being interviewed and he was like, "There are roars and then there are tiger roars uh, from the crowd," and he's like, "It was it was different out there." And uh, kind of the commentary after uh, Brooks Koepka end up winning. I guess we should mention that at some point. Um, but it even seemed like he was disappointed that tiger didn't win <laughs> like, everybody <laughs> wanted it so bad uh and, and it was so great and tiger you know for what it's worth had a, a great sunday uh, he was six under as i mentioned didn't hit a fairway in the front and then he went into the back nine and this is where my concern was and my hesitant to to send you or other people text uh he was plus two on the tournament on the back nine but still um Went three under, turned that around, I guess today, and and went three under on the back nine today. So he finished at minus six, and which is his lowest uh, Sunday score of a major uh, in his career, which is crazy to think about. Um, and he was fourteen under uh, for the weekend, or for the yeah for the weekend, uh, which is his best ever scoring at a major in a in a losing effort. So it was I'm uh, sorry, fourteen under for the tournament, not the weekend. That would be impressive. Um, and tied tied. Uh, for 10th or better in back-to-back majors so i i think oh. you know from a tiger's back standpoint we may we may be there i mean it's we this is it we did it, it. <laughs> we did it.
0: Tiger's
1: back <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun and um I, i'll talk a moment about uh brooks kepka who actually won but it was a lot of fun watching tiger be back it was great
0: yeah, I am. I am sad that I missed it because again, I was saying I, I got a little fatigued. I I think uh, we were talking offline, and when I got the text, I was literally like walking out of an establishment, and I heard this weird, I heard this roar, yeah. And I didn't know where it was from because there's no sports going on. And I got a text from Casey, and I was like, "Oh, Tiger's probably doing something." But at the same time, I was like, "I've been here. I've been yeah. here."
1: It's well, I think not, not I think lie. my fir- my first text was. Hit a, hit a fairway, hit a fairway <laughs> over seven. But then he, uh, then he uh, birdied nine. I was, like, I started to believe, and I sent a more encouraging text after that. I think. Yeah. Well, but uh, yeah,
0: so I think we're almost, as long as we keep saying he's back, I think once, yeah. one of the, one of these times he'll be like, he's gonna win. He'll win. He'll win something.
1: But like, like I said, this is in in the darkest of times for Tiger. Not for Tiger, I mean for me <laughs> rooting for Tiger in in my darkest of times rooting for Tiger, uh which is much different than Tiger's darkest times, don't get me wrong. Uh, this is what I asked for. I asked for today, and obviously it would have been more exciting if it won, but he was there, he was competing, he finished in second. Uh he's more or less back.
0: Yeah. People are yeah. Everyone's drooling now. Now's <laughs> No one talked about the winner. No
1: one talked about no. the winner
0: everyone's talking about a second place finish this is a, this is probably the no i'm gonna say the first but it's one of the few times in history where it's like oh yeah the second place winners talked about whereas most of the time it's like the second place is the first place to lose
1: yeah no definitely yeah uh uh brooks cup definitely uh i don't feel like he i don't feel like he minded sharing the spot. Like i don't feel like he it bothered him at all uh to be honest Watching him, how he played today, how he celebrated winning. Uh, it was the most nonchalant win of a major <laughs> I might have seen. I mean granted, this is his third one in the last six majors. so he's been he literally has been here before. but even so, like when uh, you know, players have won their fifth sixth, seventh major, what have you? there <laughs> some emotion. they're excited about it. there's drama to it. and like even on the on the final hole, um you know adam scott was putting uh or had a had a sh- tough shot to to hit par and um normally they finish out so that the person who's going to win or in position to win will putt last and then you know kind of have that um that uh, uh, well, uh d- home it's home. not drama but you know they yeah. ha- have the have have the stage to make that last putt um and, and celebrate but Kepka finished up before Adam Scott put it and he was off to the side watching as Adam Scott finished up his round it was really weird uh and then he just kind of you know hugged his you know significant other and hugged his mom and dad or whatever shook hands and he was on his way it just he'd been there before and he'd done it. it was it was crazy and I think that kind of tied into the whole you know the circus being around Tiger Woods, Tepco's was like, "I'm gonna quietly win this thing, and and that's it. I've been here before, I've done it.
0: It was it was weird to watch." So now we're officially on Tiger Watch, <laughs> and it's, now we got to ask a question for next for the next few. Like, uh, are you taking Tiger? Or are you taking the field?
1: No oh boy, yeah. <laughs> well, going into this, he was like the fourth or fifth best odds to win the tournament. I don't remember exactly what it was, but like, and obviously that seems like well, duh, he finished second, but like. Going into that, that seemed absurd that he would be the fourth or fifth most likely player to win. Uh, but I, I, would imagine now as we you know turn the calendar and and go to Augusta next year, he's. I would not be surprised if he was the favorite. Which is, again, crazy.
0: Yeah, I just can't wait till he wins so I can be like, I told you, I told everyone <laughs> who time. said, who,
1: I told you this whole time you said he wouldn't be back. Tiger is gonna be back. I'm gonna play back where you said he had Tiger fatigue. <laughs> remember I this time, Milo? <laughs> well, I don't. Remember, I told you, like
0: I just get I get updates on my phone mm-hmm. constantly, and I don't know what I did, but there's a CVS app updates yep. me on Tiger no matter what, and I've tried to change it. Doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: so it's gonna update me, and I just I kept getting. And I'm like, mm, I've been here before. I think it's personal messages from Jim dance <laughs> just, He's just always talking about Tiger. Jim's you like, can't mute him. Jim,
0: Jim just sending me text messages. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that? We have anything else on Tiger Golf? Anything?
1: No, I mean, that was uh, the last major of the year. So I think there's, you know, a chase for the cup. Other golf things. I don't know. Uh, whatever. It's more or less over until uh, till. Do you understand the golf season? Like, I season? I understand the the four majors and <laughs> outside yeah, of that, yeah, the
0: four majors. But like, I feel like the golf season, much like NASCAR, there's like a two week break and then the season starts.
1: Yeah. Now, so there'll be a couple more, a couple more tournaments here, and then, uh, you know, the the PGA tour it will will commence for the year, and then there's some like international tours that some of the big guys go on to kind of, uh, you know, I guess increase their brand awareness or what have you, um, and then it it starts gearing up again uh, in spring with some uh, tournaments down south where it gets warmer earlier, and then uh, for me kicks off uh, in Augusta.
0: Everything starts in March.
1: Yep. As you know, as
0: we've all known, football is back, and we have preseason. We had the Hall of Fame game, which yeah, as you real as you found out last week, everyone gets no only one team gets that, and then they get four more. Now,
1: so a little bit of a tease. A little bit of a tease.
0: little bit of a tease. But this is officially week one of the preseason, so football is officially back again.
1: Nice,
0: and. We have a lot of preseason accolades to get out on Week One, but I just want to put out there, like I, again, I said this last week, but I get I, I get excited. It was a full slate of football on Thursday. Mm-hmm. It was a Thursday night. It was like the big night. It's like oh, full full slate. The so sit down, the sit down, strap up. I'm gonna watch some football, and I got really excited, and I started watching them. And then like you know, halfway through the first quarter, I'm like, this is not, ah, oh, it's not it. It's not <laughs> And then I got less excited. But we were there. So football's back.
1: No, it's a, it, I, I like it a little bit. It's a, it's like football, but it's a little bit like a trip down memory lane. It's you know, you get the oh yeah. oh he's still in the league? Oh, okay, I remember him. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, oh it's this player from, you know, Michigan or whatever. Oh, I remember him at Ole Miss, you know, that kind of stuff. Like you're like, oh good for him. He's you know, getting a shot in the NFL. Little yeah, that's like that. No, that is that is a good part. The, the yeah
0: They're still in the league Or oh that's that rookie From something other And it always happens Because those You know If you're a fantasy person You're like I'm gonna pick up And this is where I get in trouble too (laughs) I get in trouble Watching these preseason games And being like Oh I saw them They were in third quarter Of something I'm gonna pick them up Because no one knows What they're talking about And then they get cut
1: Yep (laughs) Yeah Or so and so You know had, Had a great Third preseason game Yeah I'm going to draft them a, a round too high in, in the fantasy draft because they burnt whoever's backup secondary. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, and and so to that point, with week one, we have the spotlights on the rookies because that's when everyone wants to see what these kids are going to do against NFL talent. Yep. Quote, unquote. Putting air quotes in the room. <laughs> Um, but it just—I feel like we gave out. We're gonna—we're gonna give out a couple uh, Hall of Fame jackets to some rookies that made some things happen in week. Oh, one. all
1: right, yeah. Congratulations <laughs> to the. <rookie. laughs>
0: Congratulations. So I think, like, I think first one, obviously Saquon Barkley is gonna be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. His first carry had a twenty-five yard carry with the with the Giants. Nice, and that was the end of his day. Nice preseason Saquon Barkley, obviously. Gonna be a hall of famer. First pick up, yeah, twenty five um, yards. <laughs> 25 yards. Uh, oh, another rookie hall of famer, Baker Mayfield.
1: Oh, Cleveland's own.
0: Cleveland's own Cleveland showing out. They had two drives, maybe one. Anyways, <laughs> doesn't matter. Obviously, it was he's. Did you you didn't see? Did you watch no. it? No, I didn't watch. I only went back, the only thing, is, I went back and watched the highlights because Twitter was blowing up about Baker Mayfield showing out, and you know what, I think this is the point, I think, true, like, real story, I feel like this is the point, because you always, you hear about how college quarterbacks can't make it to the NFL, because the NFL system, is different in the college, but I felt like Baker was just doing what Baker did at Oklahoma, right? Hmm. okay. And I, I just in a bigger, a broader picture thing, it had to happen at some point. But I think the the quote unquote college game is seeking more and more into the NFL game Mm -hmm. because the NFL has to uh, adapt to that because that's the players they're drafting, right?
1: Yeah, that's coming from at least the quarterbacks are coming out. Yeah, yeah,
0: the quarterbacks. I mean, the whole system. Like you, you can only do so much to try to fit something in into what they're doing to you know what they have Mm -hmm. and i was watching baker i was like this looks like the same Baker mayfield that was running around in oklahoma and yeah and he looked pretty good i was like but i feel like the college game is bleeding into the nfl game and that's where we're at right now Hmm.
1: interesting uh i mean i think if i was a offensive coach i would definitely because right now we have what six, seven quarterbacks who you would say are NFL quarterbacks, right? Like <laughs> uh, maybe that's not fair, but like there definitely seems to be a, a lack of quote unquote NFL quarterbacks in the FL. And you see, you know, I was seeing uh, Mike Lombardi, you know, out there talking about how there needs to be a league to develop NFL quarterbacks. Well, that's what the NFL should be doing. They should be <laughs> developing their own quarterbacks, but they don't. That's a different conversation. But so if you're, a coach who doesn't have the you know top tier NFL style quarterback, you know maybe you gear your offense more towards what they did in college, and you know, newsflash, you gear your offense towards what your players are good at. That might re- end up in good results, but right. um, if they do that for Baker, I, that would be exciting. I think you know, I think he can be an okay to slash good pocket. NFL quarterback, but I think he could be a very good whatever he was in Oklahoma, because he's been right. a very good what he was right. at Oklahoma, so if they do do that and switch their offense towards more of what Oklahoma did, and maybe Oklahoma has a very NFL heavy sell offense comparative to other things, I don't know, but like that would be I think a good move by their coaching staff and would be fun as heck to watch, because he was fun to watch in college. Yeah,
0: and I think we'll, we'll get into it a little later, but yeah. Baker has, he has some panaz to him. A little panaz. <laughs> so, right, right. But
1: we'll see go. I mean, that, again, yeah, that, I didn't, was a,
0: that was I didn't, against, the, that was in the second or third quarter. So it was against like the backup. So we'll see how it goes forward.
1: Yeah, I didn't want to say too many good things during our, our conversation. <laughs> <with> our, our... <laughs> uh,
0: the other, uh, another quarter, another first yeah. round quarterback, Sam Darnold. He had a drive that made him a hall of famer as well. All right, yeah. He uh, marched down the field with the Jets, and actually, I did. Yeah, I think I saw this live. Yeah, it was live. I saw this live, (laughs) and he he threw a touchdown pass. Got called back. Oh, we can get into this after we start talking about this. But he he got called back, and then came right back the next play after the offensive penalty, and threw it to the same person. Got a touchdown pass, and it, it looked pretty good again. Look like the same Sam Darnold from uh, USC mm-hmm. uh doing his thing. But apparently that's what the people want to see. And um the Jets, uh, what is it called? What is their stadium called? Uh whatever they play,
1: they play at MetLife, don't they?
0: Yeah, MetLife. MetLife Stadium, as soon as he got in the game, was going nuts. Nice. So that's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I don't. know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Sam Darnold can make those great throws. He'll he will sling the ball around. Um. But it's going to come down to whether or not he makes those the level of mistakes that he made at USC. He's a gunslinger. You know, he's mm-hmm. in the Brett Favre mold of quarterbacks. He'll throw the ball around. He'll make great throws. But he'll make some really, really bad throws, and he needs to limit those. And we'll see how that uh, turns out in his Hall of Fame career. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, can yeah. Uh, continuing on the Hall of Fame pitch,
1: but before before we move on to those, don't you think that uh, in both Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold's that they're overshadowing much more competent slash possibly better yeah. quarterbacks? She's, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in Baker Mayfield's case with um
1: They got Tyrod Taylor there.
0: Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Who had a respectable showing before Baker showed up. Yeah. Very good. Obviously tried and true quarterback. Yeah. And yeah. then in uh, Sam Dardo's we have um Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, we got Teddy Bridgewater. Yep. Who's coming back from having his knee shred, which is, you know, something else. But he, he looked very good. In his, in before Sam came in, you're absolutely right. And these quarterbacks that the crowd gets very excited for, it gets overshadowed from the actual people that'll probably starting a football game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, Tyra Taylor, I think is at, and we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but at best, you know, a place gap until Baker's ready, I think that's pretty well yeah. established. And he's there to, put some sort of semblance of a quarterback into the, into the position. But I think Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, he's 2, 3 years removed, whatever it was. I mean, obviously a horrific injury, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but was a top I don't I shouldn't say top level quarterback, but played quarterback in the NFL at a very high level and somebody that I was worried I was going to have to be rooting against for the next 10 15 years. Oh, agreed and, with that. Agreed with that statement. 100%. And all all of a sudden he's an afterthought on the on the Jets. It's just weird. Um and I I think it's a it will be interesting to see what the Jets do if uh Teddy Bridgewater looks to be the quarterback that he was cuz from what I've seen it looks like he might be so that, anyway, I didn't. I I wanted to point out the the other quarterbacks in those those behind playing behind the Hall of Famers there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before, well, that's a bit, and then on.
0: again, that's the best part is overall. Like week one preseason is like everyone's focused on these rookies and it's like oh yeah, but there's other NFL players that I can actually play and they're not yeah. really playing against the best. But yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. And again, we'll see. We'll see what happens in week two. Yeah. Keep you posted. Yes. Yeah, speaking of bag of quarterbacks, like Lamar Jackson.
1: Bag up yeah,
0: yeah. Guess what he did? Guess what he did? He, he, earned, ran he earned a okay. touchdown.
1: I was gonna say he earned a
0: Hall of Fame jacket. <laughs> <laughs> he earned a touchdown. And right. ran ran in a touchdown, which I guess you can't do in the NFL.
1: Well Joe Flacco can't do that, I'll tell you that. Yeah, Joe Flacco. <laughs> Joe Flacco can't do that.
0: I think ESPN tweeted out, I was like, is this the first of many? Like, yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, it sounds like the, the second game that he's impressed. Yeah,
0: he's... again. Um, you know what? I think they're just going to put... They're just going to change his jersey to Flacco's jersey and I hope no one recognizes <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. it. No uh, one
1: Again, I think... Uh, we, I said this last week. This seems like a bridge year for for Flacco. Get out of that. Get Mar Jackson, you know, learn learn how to play quarterback, you know, develop as a quarterback. I shouldn't say learn how to play quarterback. I said develop as a quarterback and then he can take over next year. Uh I think it's next year. Uh but yeah, he again looks looks like a competent quarterback. Looks good.
0: Looking good. And then on the final, well, one of the overreactions. Josh Allen Big hands. Strong arm. <laughs> Josh Allen goes in. Buffalo goes crazy. Starts breaking tables. <laughs> drops back for his first pass. Throws it 65 yards in the air. Nice. Receiver catches it. Out of bounds. No. Oh. Crowd goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and the announcer's like... People can really get behind this Josh Allen guy. Did you see that ball? It was 65 yards in the air. And that that's when he won that's when he won his Hall of Fame jacket.
1: Nice. I think that arm strength is one of the most fun things to watch people go crazy about. <laughs> it's like no, no, no. He can do this one aspect of being a quarterback really well, so we should get excited. It's like that's like come on. I I was gonna say the I was gonna say the least important, but I don't I don't know that that's true because I don't understand this part. But sure yeah. but like, how many times have you been like this dude can throw a ball far, and it's yeah. like he can't do anything else about being a quarterback? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have yeah, if you have a young kid out there, just
0: just if they can throw it really far, just yeah. do that just over do a
1: mountain. that would be great over a mountain. <laughs>
0: you'll probably you'll be a millionaire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for real though, that's like a lot of the overreaction for week one. One of the other things that I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't put it on show notes. I don't know if you saw, but the, the new rule, the new, uh, would tuck your head, can't hit it with your head rule. Yeah. Whatever they call it. Holy crap. That might get old real fast.
1: Yeah, I think I, I feel like this is going to be half of our podcast during football season. <laughs> you can just complain about this rule. Uh, yeah, it looked like there were some pretty bad, uh, pretty bad calls. Um, and I think it's especially an issue when you see a guy make a tackle the way you are supposed to make a tackle. You know, this "quote unquote" safe way to make a tackle, and then they get penalized for it. It's gonna be. It's they got to figure it out because it looks bad. Yeah,
0: it's so bad because like it, it just looks like every tackle could be called a penalty yeah And yeah like, it's, it's, it, it'll be really hard to get used to to like watch every play that's not an ankle tackle or running out of bounds Be like oh is that a penalty i don't know mm-hmm. and i ugh, yeah it's just really i don't know like i hear a lot of like oh they do it more during the preseason i hope so i hope that's the yeah. case because otherwise i don't know man. it might get touchy
1: yeah yeah i uh I agree, and I think that I will enjoy you flipping out about it a lot during the <laughs> during the regular season. Yeah, no,
0: you know, no, I will. Okay, I'll I'll save it for the season. But I rewinded so many hits that we got calls where I'm like, "Man, that just looks like a tackle." Yeah, I don't know what else you're supposed to do. So I don't know we'll see. Anyways, <laughs> getting into specifically uh, our teams that our had. Our teams that had games preseason one. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and tell you the Bears we had we played against the Bengals.
1: Okay. The Bears defense is back. Oh boy, we're back. You did it. <laughs> you don't even need that first round pick.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, we're not even gonna talk about that.
1: <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> first sentence. We did it already. <laughs> Now you ain't forgetting. Defense is back. They're back. The defense. You did a defense. Peanut Tillman's back there. <laughs> peanut,
0: peanut
1: Other Tyler. other guys who were there. Erlacher, Hall of Fame.
0: Kyra Fuller. Pick six against Andy nice. Dalton. Ooh. It's been a while since we had the uh, uh well, first of all, it's been a while since we had a turnover, period. <laughs> turnover, take it to the house. So, Bears it back. I hope you're scared, Casey. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, Fuller, one of the names I recognize on the defense, so that's good. <laughs> uh, I mean, but let's be honest. Picking off Andy Dalton, not uh, not not anything to write home about anymore. I think he's on the, the decline. Uh, well,
0: Andy Dalton, he was in mid-season form.
1: Mid-season form, yeah. Mid-season yeah.
0: form, which, yeah. Oof.
1: Yeah, and the Bears' defenses was, I guess, returning those the interception for the touchdown. Um, yeah, when we're uh, scoring on defense, hey, you better uh, be
0: scared. You better if it, be scared because you're scoring on
1: defense. That's true. That's <laughs> a higher likelihood that the Bears will score on defense in office. Uh No, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'm. I should be worried because it always seems like the Bears-Packer games are like twenty-one seventeen. You know, it's always like. Some weirdly contested game. Uh, So if the defense is scoring, I I guess I'll have a a little bit of fear in the back of my mind after this dominating performance in the first preseason
2: game. Yeah,
0: dominating in the first half. So that's all we got. Bears defense is back. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Mitch had a dominating performance. Nice throwing fifty percent completions with the four yards. So nice. Yeah, Mitch Mitch is back. The Bears back.
1: There we go. Train, then, training, training wheels then. are off. <laughs> He's ready to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, training wheels are off. Actually, the so it's so, like it, so. Tell me, so I, I watched the Bears game, right? And yeah. Try and again, it's week one, and but like football's back, mm-hmm. Bears is back. Excited to be. Yep. Excited to be there. And See I'm the like, uniforms. It's the yeah, same. Yeah, I'm with not, you. I'm with you. The game doesn't matter. And he had it, Bears had the game in hand. I'm just watching in the fourth quarter, and they let up like a, like a 50 yard pass in the fourth quarter with people I don't know, mm-hmm. for the Bengals to go ahead. And I got pissed. Why did I get pissed? <laughs> I don't know. Right.
1: Same reason I excited when the Packers were scoring in the fourth quarter. <laughs> like yeah, oh, it's, it doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> Why am I rooting for these people who won't be on the team in two weeks?
0: Yeah. Um, so wait, so uh,
1: Trubisky didn't even play?
0: He played one drive. One
1: drive. Why? Why did he only play one drive? I mean, he's the second year quarterback. Shouldn't he be like? Yeah, he's he got, got the it. offense. He's fine.
0: He got. He got the offense. All right. he's fine. He's okay. saved, they're saving it. Trust me. It's week one. Bears Packers. You're in trouble.
1: I mean, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I know. I I guess I'm just a little surprised he didn't play it. More Because I, I understand You don't want to get hurt And all of that But I don't know When you have a young quarterback don't, uh, I don't know Week one It, it surprises one. me Well it's like It's like Week one and a half For the Bears Is their thing Yeah well, I
0: do how, how much is, How much did Aaron play
1: He didn't play at all But he's like- <laughs> 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 He's not a Second year I, I bet you He played More in his second preseason season, then one drive, <laughs> guarantee you that <laughs> whenever that was, like t- ten years ago now, who knows, yeah, exactly Spoil- should f- spoiled Brett, yeah, I mean yeah he he played more than one he played more than one drive that year i, uh, I bet you that um yeah, so uh Packer's game, I just so uh, when I watch these preseason games, I'm just nervous the whole time that somebody's gonna get hurt. I mean <laughs> last year it was, you know, Jordy Nelson going down. Or was that two years two years ago Jordy Nelson going down with uh mm. ACL. And it's just this whole time I'm like, all right, everybody get everybody's fine. All right. And I just have this dread the whole time. It's not fun at all, but I do it. I still do it. And then that lasts until, you know, most of the starters are out, and then I am uh, excited to cheer for whoever is still out there. you know, the the big uh winner this week was uh Oh, I forgot his name. Wide receiver. Here we go. Got it. Got it here. Uh Jake Camaro uh played at UW-Whitewater. So it was cool to see him out there running around, catching passes. Um and uh nobody nobody really D3. Yeah, nobody really got hurt, so that felt good. I mean, no significant injuries at least uh in the game. Uh and I think the storyline for the Packers is the battle for the backup QB which uh I guess is something to watch for. Uh, we brought in uh, Deshaun Kaiser. We traded real football players to get him. And uh, when I left the game... H- I,
0: and Hindley, who has yeah, who has true game experience.
1: Yeah, Brett Hundley, who... Uh, Hundley, excuse Hundley. me. Hundley. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, 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 I've, I've gone back for forth. It's Brett Hundley, because you want to say Brent Hudley, and it's <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it ends in the last name. Anyway, all right. <laughs> uh so I when I watched the game, I thought, oh, Brett Hudley looked good and Kaiser looked bad, and uh, then Tim Boyle came in and threw a good deep ball. Everyone was really excited about the deep ball that he threw, but he's a fourth quarterback. He's not going to make the team. Um, <clears throat> but then I went back and looked, and they had essentially the same stats with Hundley having a touchdown and an interception uh, and Kaiser not having that. But the stats didn't really measure up to what I saw, which was weird because I felt like, uh, Hundley had played well, and, and Kaiser had not, and I was really worried because Kaiser, you know, we again we traded real players for him, so I feel like he should get the job, uh, or should at least be good enough to get the job, and I was worried he wasn't. So I guess it's still up in the air, which I didn't expect.
0: Yeah, but you're a true football guy. When you look at the film.
1: Yeah, Stop. Yeah, it went back, you know, and I was stats. like, you I, I don't know, because you look outside. So Hundley had one pass for about fifty yards to uh to Adams. And outside of that, he didn't really do much. So, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough to evaluate these quarterbacks off, off one game. But I'm going to try my best and say it's a toss-up. <laughs> but yeah, Tim Boyle, that's how you know. That's how you know
0: we're true fo- we're true footballers. Like, we're breaking down week one. Yeah. Week one preseason. Like, it's week one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I do like, I feel like this happens every year, is that the mm-hmm. uh, the Packers third or fourth string quarterback ends up being a backup somewhere else because they look good. Tim Boyle's that guy this year. He's gonna end up somewhere as a backup quarterback because he threw two deep balls. <laughs> two <touchdowns. laughs> and he looked good, but it's you know, against uh third and fourth string defenders. Anyway, that was that that's the Packers report for the week. I'm sure it struck as much fear into your bear's heart as your recap did. Yeah, uh, into yeah. Into we're, just
0: guarant- we're just gearing. We're, we're. I mean, you, you joke, but we're we're counting down to week one. We're counting down to to D Day, and it's. We'll see if we have a pot after that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it might break the pot. <laughs> might break the pot. But that's that's the week ones over over under reactions of everything. And speaking of reactions, we have with the start of the season, we have. Casey's favorite show, Hard Knocks.
1: Yeah, almost. Uh, I've watched a couple of clips. <laughs> I hear it's about football.
0: <laughs> Hard Knocks, that kicked off with the Cleveland Browns, the highly anticipated Cleveland Browns. So we decided that because we are a podcast by fans for the fans, we'd bring a fan on to rev- a true fan of the Cleveland Browns, one of the few left, right? To review episode one.
1: One of the few I know. (laughs)
0: All right. We are joined by Scott, the last standing true Browns fan, (laughs) for a review of episode one of Hard Knocks. Scott, how are we doing?
2: Gentlemen, it's great to uh great to talk to you again. Um it seems like it seems that we're always talking when it's sad times for Cleveland. I, I wish your podcast was <laughs> around in 2016 when uh when LeBron James and the Cavs came back from 3 1 in the NBA championship. That would have been fantastic, but uh but here we are.
0: Yeah, that was the past. This is the present. <laughs> and with the presents we have hard hard knocks, which featuring your Cleveland Browns. Mm. Uh, episode one, viewed this past week. Want to go over... We're, we're going to go into a review as a... a f, you know, with a fan's point of view. That is, uh, yourself. Uh, but before before we get into that, Hard Knocks. I'm an avid watcher. Casey, not so much?
1: I have... I know it exists. I know the concept. I ha- haven't, haven't really seen it. <laughs> but, uh... I'm still here. I'm still here <laughs> with questions. Ready to go.
0: Ready to go. All right. Um Scott, do you watch Hard Knocks when it's not your team or is you just tuning in this year? Oh,
2: I'm I'm all about the NFL, so absolutely I watch Hard Knocks even if it's not my team. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm 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 basically like a like we'll call it a documentary. I think it's a documentary. I'll call it a documentary. Doc- I'm a series. documentary Yeah of anything behind the scenes, hard knocks. There's the, uh, is it all for nothing that Amazon puts on, yeah. which is basically hard knocks, but throughout the season for some team. I do. Oh, I'm a big, uh, last chance. You love that. Oh, I haven't seen that. Ooh. Yeah. Tune in the last chance you. You'll feel a lot better about yourself. <laughs>
1: <And>
0: <laughs> yeah. Basically anything where you could put the, you put the camera on and coaches are yelling at people or cussing, caring at people. I'm all in. Um, so I think we talked about a early, early, early stages of our podcast. I think we talked about how it would be great if the Browns actually got hard knocks. And guess what? Yeah. Here we are.
1: They were listening. NFL HBO. Thanks for listening to the to the pod. I think thanks I think listening. if I remember correctly as an
2: avid uh listener, I think Casey was advocating for the Browns to take two quarterbacks with the first and four overall pick. <laughs> And then I think said something disparaging about Cleveland, if I remember correctly. <laughs> not, that I, not that I'm not that i holding it against him. So we'll
0: start with, Scott, your overall view of how it went down.
2: Well, so episode one, and in, in I think this is always the case in Hard Knocks, at least it was for the past few years. They kind of just paint with very broad strokes. There's not a whole lot of drama that usually goes down in the first episode. It's kind of just introducing you to some of the themes that I think they think are going to be throughout uh, the docu-series. Um, From from the very first instance, though, it is so cool to see your own team because you're so hyped for the NFL season to start. Um, I mean, I was hyped for the Buccaneers last year just because of the series, and I have no love necessarily for the Buccaneers. Um, So seeing Cleveland Browns featured, uh, look, I mean, we're a city that, just people caring about us feels kind of good. You know what I mean? Just (laughs) the fact that people are watching and interested in Cleveland is pretty cool. Um, But having that inside look, seeing how the coaches interact from a, from a fan perspective, it is really cool. Um, There is a little bit of me that uh, is probably thinks it's a huge distraction that might ultimately negatively affect the team, but I'm trying to not think about that and just kind of enjoy the ride.
0: How is it going to negatively affect the team that didn't win a game?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was going to be a a normal question, and then you threw in the – that didn't win a game. (laughs) Uh, Look, I think if you compare the last 0-16 team, uh, the Detroit Lions were the last team to do it. If you compare that roster to the Cleveland Browns roster from last year – it really is night and day. There, there were the the glaring issue with the Browns last year was they did not have a quarterback. They had a quarterback that played historically poor. I mean, he just Deshaun Kaiser just was not ready for the NFL, and they threw <laughs> him in there with no one even to learn under. There was not a a veteran quarterback in the building at all. It was like Cody Kessler was it was his second or third year, and that was the veteran quarterback. I mean. It was a brutal situation and it wasn't a matter, but it wasn't a matter of, and it was probably also some poor coaching, but it wasn't a matter of the team being uh, historically poor from a roster perspective. It was just that, you know, it had no head that the quarterback wasn't there. The coaching was probably subpar. Yeah.
0: But you had Joe Thomas who had blocked for 13 different quarterbacks. So I'm sure he could have given some tips.
2: Oh, Marlowe, it had to have <laughs> been more than that. <laughs> a 13? It's an a 20, 20
1: quarterbacks. quarterbacks. 20? 20. Yep. His 11 year career. 20
0: quarterbacks.
1: Okay.
2: Now let's list him. No, I'm just kidding. So he, <laughs> no, probably, so. he
0: probably knows a thing, a thing or two about quarterbacking just from looking. Bringing right. up
2: quarterback, though, that is one of the major <laughs> themes of. Yeah, um, the hard knocks is the quarterback controversy. For the first mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. they have probably two quarterbacks that are better than any of the twenty quarterbacks that um, that Joe Thomas blocked for. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield, obviously being the kind of number one overall pick, hot shot rookie out of Oklahoma, known for his precision passing. He's kind of a more mature <laughs> draft pick. Grabbing um, his crotch, unfortunately, much like Brandon, grabbing his crotch. Um, being chased down after a, 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 um, an altercation at a food truck in Austin, Texas. We've all been there. We've all been there. Um, and he's, <laughs> you know, he's battling against Ty, uh, Tyrod Taylor. Um, but the, you know, the line from the management is this is Tyrod's job, not even to lose. This is just Tyrod's job. He's going to be the starting quarterback.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So in the sh- in the show... Starting off in, like, the first scene, by the way. I'm going to go back. Like, I love that the first scene is... This is Hard Knocks. This is the NFL. The first... Usually, Casey, for you, like, usually starts with, like, the sprinklers sprinkling in on the field. Ready to come come on the field. This uh, this season, we started with the LeBron poster on the wall getting teared down. And, like, radio show clips being, like, LeBron is gone. That's when I knew this is definitely a Cleveland Brown show. (laughs) Like it started off with LeBron is leaving. How, how are you going to ever recover?
2: (laughs) There's that iconic poster of, of LeBron James with his arms, um, almost looking like a Jesus like character. And it's on the, the Sherwin Williams, like the paint company. It's on that big building down in, um, downtown Cleveland. And it's just silent. I mean, it's, it's beautifully done, but, they're just showing the, the workers kind of matter of factly just removing these large uh canvas uh pieces that make up this large painting. Um and it's it's sad. <laughs> Did uh have have
1: they have they replaced it with the Sam Decker poster yet?
2: Ooh. <laughs> hey, gotta, hey, <laughs> that's gonna be we got that's we got hope in Cleveland. We got hope. He couldn't make the, uh, the Clippers team, but we got hope in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah.
1: There you go. Yeah,
0: but 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 right after that, they go. Obviously, they go to uh, Baker, and Baker coming into the airport. And I didn't realize yeah. Baker's basically Vincent Chase. He has like a whole entourage with I think is his brother, like next to him the whole time.
2: They didn't explain who those people were. <laughs> like they clearly knew him for a long time, but I don't know who they were. Yeah, it, it was great. So they're in the airport and, you know, someone's like, oh, Baker, let's take a selfie. Let's do this. And I think I think the the greatest moment, though, it, at least the most entertaining was uh, and you have to watch it was um, Nick Chubb, the, the running back yep. out of Georgia that they drafted in the second round. I think um, <laughs> he's standing there. Yeah,
0: no, he only had like 120 some yards in championship game. No big deal.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you would think I would warrant something? No, he's standing there waiting for his luggage, and some guy's like, "Oh, so you uh, you play you play football, and uh, you, you you play uh you play sports in in college?" It's like, yeah, I play like football. Oh, like uh, what position? <laughs> <laughs> and Nick Jones just like, man, oh. like you could just tell he's like, God damn it, what. God I don't know if I can it. say that on your show. I apologize. Uh if nah, you, you can just tell he's just like he just dies a little bit inside having this asshole <laughs> in the uh the Cleveland airport ask him what position he plays. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's true. I felt so bad because it, like, it was like HBO played it up. They had they kept doing like back from like Baker has like this entourage behind him, people taking selfies and Nick Chubb's just standing there like waiting for his luggage. <laughs> 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 meanwhile <laughs> meanwhile, like Baker has like the whole like I don't know. Some people, some people from the Browns, like escorting him out, and doing all this. Stuff, and, and literally, Chubb's just sitting there with the rest of the common folk, just waiting for his luggage.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's so brutal. Waiting for your luggage is terrible. It's even worse when someone's yeah. like demeaning your career. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they they show him going on his phone, getting an Uber and everything. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't even give him. This. Yeah. Uber yeah. X, Uber X, and he's not even getting picked up. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so that, was the, yeah that, was like, that was the beginning of the show. And I, I I thought as much, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that but that would be, the focus would be Baker. Uh, Baker Mayfield would be the draw to the show because, I don't know, you tell me as a fan, I don't know anything else at this point besides that Hugh has a job back for, I don't know why. And that <laughs> yeah, we're all a little bit confused. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a make or break year for Hugh, I think. I think, and look, you're you're touching on two of, I think, what are going to be the main themes here, one of which is the coaching dynamics, which we can get into um, very troubling from a fan perspective, uh, and the other of which is the the quarterback issue. Uh, Baker, you know, it's, it's concerning because he's coming in, like you said, he's got the entourage. He's given a lot of respect coming in as the number one pick, and I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. So... You know that so, um, not Tyrod. Um, uh, who's the other? Sorry, Drew. Drew Stanton. Who's this yep. uh, journeyman quarterback? I think played for the Cardinals or something last year. Um, you know he's he's the old grizzled vet in in the um, in the locker room there, and he insisted he's like Baker. Your first task is to go get an RV, and the RV is making big moves. I mean <laughs> that's what you see on ESPN Gosh. and all that, right?
0: Yeah, so I knew they, that was going to happen. Once, I remember, I think we talked about it before on the pod. But I was so excited to see how they would
2: cover in, in Hard Knocks. But continue. Yeah. So Baker, Baker's tasked initially with getting the RV as a rookie. That makes sense, right? Like you got to pay your dues a little bit. You're the guy that you're the little gopher guy because you're the you're the rookie. But then they show later in the episode, and, and, and just to walk down this quarterback path a little bit, um, so. You've got and just to give the, the backdrop here, you've got Tyrod Taylor who's the presumptive starter. You've got Baker Mayfield who's the number one overall pick, featured the franchise. Um, a lot of people think is gonna get starts this year, um, if not in the first game. I don't know. There's two schools of thoughts on, two schools of thought on that. But then you've got Drew Stanton who's brought in essentially as a quarterback's coach, but technically a backup quarterback. And then you've got this guy, Brogan Roback. Who is I thought absolutely <laughs> hilarious in the show. Um, and he's out of eastern Michigan and you know, also a rookie, um, and obviously the very lowest man of the totem pole. But what I didn't like about it, there's I mean it's a it's a great scene, and it's really Brogan I think is playing to – he knows what he's doing. He's he's being funny, but he's tasked with like stacking the snacks for it. Yep. And that's fine, but Baker should be kind of on snack duty too. He's Agreed. also a rookie and hasn't proven anything. And Brogan is he's so funny. He's like, Yeah, a lot of I got a lot of text messages, a lot of people asking, like, Am I allowed in the the, the R V? Well, last time I checked, I'm a quarterback too. And he like starts walking <laughs> people through the RV. And he's like, Yeah, so I stock it with snacks. I got like it's a pretty high pressure job. <laughs> he's like, This is Baker's room. Uh make sure the bed's all tidy for him. And this, he's like, he's like playing housekeeping on this, this RV. Um, but why does Baker get a room? Like he shouldn't get a room in the RV. Yeah.
0: Yes. How, oh, wow. Yeah. How, I'm glad you brought this up. How many like, rooms are in the RV? Hold there's one, how big is this RV? RV?
2: It's, 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 uh, I don't know. I, I'm not well versed I don't in know, RVs, but, it but it's the like, main cabin it, and it, then one room.
0: What? Yeah. And like it, it stretches out and makes more room. I think. I think if you go through it, there's like at least four or five sleeping places, right? Okay. Oh, is that right? I thought there was just
2: one kind of bed, quote unquote, room, one main area, like a studio, what you picture as a studio apartment, and then one bedroom kind of off of that. Um, But then there's, yeah, I think there's a little bit of like hanging out space or sleeping space within that, what I would call like a studio looking apartment, like a Manhattan studio apartment.
1: I mentioned that the snacks are just like bags of Gardetto's and stuff. Yeah, right. Like that's not yeah. that's what he's stocking. Right, because he I got understand. yelled. At, cause it,
0: he, yeah, because he got yelled at. Because he's literally from right from college, so he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm getting Cheetos and <laughs> uh-uh. and stuff." And they're like, "Oh no, you need to get healthy stuff." So he like he started yeah. stacking like I forgot it was some uh, it was some crazy. Yeah, I forget if you yeah. know Scott, I I can't remember exactly was- what they were, but it was like it was basically like he went from the you know the checkout line at you know, your local grocery store to like, oh, I'm getting whole food
1: stuff. Yeah. 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 Tyrod's um, like, this isn't what we eat anymore. <laughs>
2: like, you're a yeah, professional. It, it was like, uh, he got he wanted to get like Pop Tarts and yeah, like Cheetos, I think Marla you <laughs> said. And then he's like, Oh, so I went to the trainer. I, I told him I'd to be healthy. So I went to the trainer and so then he has like beef jerky and <laughs> smart food popcorn. And I'm like, that's not I mean, maybe beef jerky. I guess, it's, jerky. It's, yeah, a lot, it's fine, protein, a lot of protein. A lot protein. and I, I'm sure they need their sodium. But and then Drew Stanton <laughs> calls him out in practice, and and Brogan's like, I don't know, man. It seems like you're a little unappreciative. And, and and Drew Stanton's like, it's not unappreciative. It's it's called high expectations. Get used to it. And it's like that's how you talk to a rookie, though. And Baker, may, no one's talking to Baker that way, and that's that's a problem. I love I love Baker. I if you haven't seen me, um this is off topic, but if you haven't seen the Colin Cowherd interview with Baker Mayfield, oh, you, ha- yeah, we you have about to it. watch that. He just crushes yeah. it. Yeah. He crushes. Hey, did it.
0: you end up seeing that? I know we talked we talked about it. I don't think you saw it at the time. Yeah. Did you end up going yeah. back and watch it? Yeah, yeah, I went back and saw it. Yeah. It's pretty epic. Yeah. It's great. It's great. I that actually I didn't really honestly didn't respect Baker until I saw that, to be honest with you. And that was really good. Um but going going a little forward, going away from the quarterbacks, we go on into you know every time hard knocks. that was kind of the front little storyline. we get on to the practice field jarvis landry, right Oh, that right so great yep is becoming <laughs> it became a focal point, and all I got to say is bless'. him.
2: bless him bless there, him yeah, there, there's a there's a two and a half minute uh <laughs> span of time where the word bless is probably said 75 times. I, I didn't go back and Blessing. count. I actually thought about it. I was like I should count this up, but I I can't count that. High. It was he just kept saying bless this, yeah. bless this, bless that. Yeah. It was so great.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you got to round to the nearest 75 whatever you can. Yeah. The nearest yeah. 75. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And my favorite part is I was like he's out in the practice field catching balls and everyone's just like, "Damn. He's pretty good." <laughs> and like Cleveland, the whole yeah. time is like they've never seen anything. Like there's like, wow, he's a really good receiver.
2: <laughs> well, he is. I mean, in fairness, he is just nasty. Killer. He I and mean, He just one handed catches are routine for that guy. Yeah, yeah. There yeah, yeah.
1: like Josh. You you seen this? And Josh Gordon's nowhere to be found. <laughs> no.
0: just, yeah. Is he oh. he left again. Uh. Oh yeah, that was a part of it. Thank, I'm glad you brought that up, Casey, because that was a part yeah. of it. Yeah. So and I think. Now, as you say <laughs> that, before you say that, Scott, yeah, like you were saying, like we started before, like they try to set some stuff up. I think the the last one that I uh, I don't know what we talked about, but the last one I really liked was the Jets with uh, Rex Ryan it was the first oh, one, yeah. and that was when um Revis was on a holdout, and then he came back on the last episode, and that was like the end of it when he like broke down the huddle. I feel like this has the same setup for Josh Gordon.
2: Yeah. Um.
1: i I mean addiction
2: is tougher to predict than a holdout though (laughs) i don't know yeah yeah i agree you know i I hope the best for josh gordon it's it's tough um yeah i don't i don't really have a lot to say on that just because i don't know the guys they they pretty much
0: they pretty much started out it was early and they were like coach hugh was like it was pretty early on. Of course, he Hughes like, I don't want anyone. I want this to know before it comes out. Josh is gonna be here. Da da da. And they kind of put it to sleep
2: after that. But wasn't it messed up? And I think this goes into what what really concerns me as a Browns fan. But would be interesting if would just be interesting if I didn't care about this team. The coaching dynamics in this, like the way that he broke that to his coaches, was like, oh uh, yeah, so guys, uh, you know the most talented player on our team. Yeah, uh, he's not gonna be here. And one of the coaches was like, what's he got? Like he's saying, like, what's like did he pull a hamstring? Did he, you know, hurt yeah. his you know, his ankle? And he was just like, well, he's just taking care of him for a while or something. Like, that this is the NFL, right? Like that doesn't <laughs> seem to be the way that you And I know this is a sensitive topic, and I'm very, you know, keen on that, but I, I feel like the coaches were just kind of like uh, what
0: now? Yeah, but this is this is exactly why I love Hard Knocks because you get especially this part and they you'll I guarantee we'll get to a point where because they always document like the cutting of people and that's kind of I don't know what I like it's like the hard business of it you see all these players and all of a sudden like they have to get they have to cut it down and they get cut and you get a piece and but you got a person like Josh Gordon who obviously you're not gonna cut and you're just like hey. He'll be back. Don't worry about it. He'll be back. Yeah. And it's the same, like, yeah. And it's just like, the same, like, hardcore football guy mentality of what has he got? And it's the same thing with like uh later on because, like, Hugh and they documented this too. Like, was it before they started filming? It looked like his um was his brother passed away, right? Yeah. And then in this episode, his mom passed away, and it was like two weeks later. And you can speak yeah, to it within white, it like, weeks, this within two weeks. Yeah, it was within two weeks, and mm-hmm. it was a total football mode. And the way they did it on the episode, they showed the the phone call and everything. But there was a point in time where he's sitting with coaches, going over film, and the GM walks in. Which, by the way, well, no, we'll get back to that. But <laughs> the GM <laughs> know, walks so in. There's so much here. There's so much. Yeah the G- the GM walks in, asks, "Hey, are you okay?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I'm doing good." The other coach is like, oh, what happened? He's like, oh, well, you know, uh, my mom passed away. And they're like, the coach is like, oh, man, that's that's messed up. And then all of a sudden, he's like, he goes right back into it. So we're doing a cut block right here. And just goes over film, like, within instant. And it's total yeah. football guy move. Okay, so to the
1: GM. <laughs> <because laughs> that sounds sad.
0: Right? Yeah. No, it is sad. Wait, but b- but b- sab-
1: wait before we... You, Marlo, you, you mentioned uh, them doing the, the cut scenes where they, where they show them cutting people. My favorite one, yeah. Uh, at least in, in hindsight, is when Jeff Fisher cut Nick Foles <laughs> over the phone. Yeah. I, I, it resurfaced after uh, the Eagles won, but man, yeah. if you haven't seen it in a while, go back and listen to that conversation because it is hilarious because one of them is a Super Bowl champion and another one is not coaching team anymore. And You can definitely tell who it is during that phone conversation, which in the best for him and his family. And then he wins the Super Bowl. Fantastic! There you go. All yeah, right. if you're
0: Nick Foles, you just keep that in loop in your
1: house. You just keep that. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, it's so funny. So the, Heinz, the, very, at the time the very it was dark. probably like good choice.
2: The the very dark humor of uh, Marla, what you're talking about, and and you know obviously it's not a funny situation. It's very tragic to lose your brother and and your and your mother within the span of two weeks, um, and it's very sad. Um, but all that being said, seeing these football guys try to console or deal with death. <laughs> True. Yeah. You've got two scenes in particular, one of which mm-hmm. he was like talking. He's like, yeah, so um, yeah, my brother died and, and then my mom died. And no one's even looking at him. I mean, it's a bizarre human interaction. And then the second scene, Dorsey walks in, the GM, and he's like, let's have a group hug.
0: That was the most awkward thing I've ever seen.
2: It was absolutely, it was like, you guys don't get what happened. Like, you either don't get the gravity of what happened, or you just don't understand human interaction. They had this group hug, and then at some point, you could just tell that Hugh Jackson was, like, kind of just pushing it all down and, and just trying to get his job done and not really actually addressing the fact that his brother and his mom died, and just starts crying And at first, they're like, all right, let it out, man. Yeah, you know, it's, I know you're a tough guy, but like, you got to let it out sometimes. And then they didn't know what to say. It's just silent. And then they just, as he's crying at his desk, just walked out of the room. And it, they all just, they all just backed out. It's so brutal. They had no idea how to handle someone that they work with intimately crying, like, to walk out of the room. I mean, it's yeah. not funny. They but literally just
0: left them there. They just backed out. It was oh.
2: yeah, it was brutal. It was brutal, very dark. Um, I mean, you know, obviously, it's 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 a terrible thing that happened. Um, but it is just it, the the kind of comedic aspect of it is watching these football guys try to do the right thing and they just have no idea how to actually handle that. Yeah,
0: I don't even know where to go from there. Um
2: <laughs> well, so I guess I, so I guess one of the one of I the agree. big things is the coaching dynamics, right? And so you've got yeah, this yeah. this this is probably the most depressing part of it for a fan to see is um is Hugh Jackson's interactions with both players and with his coaching staff. So the worst was probably you've got this scene that kind of goes pretty quickly, but I think it's a trainer. Someone's saying like they're running through the people that are going to be missing practice the next day in the next couple of oh, days. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the coaches are there and you could tell they're not happy with what this, this report that's happening. A bunch of people leave, including the guy that gave this report. I, I think he's a, I don't think he's actually a coach. I think he's a trainer and what the running backs coach, um, trying to think of his name. Um, uh, Kitchens, right? Freddie Kitchens, the running backs coach. He's pretty upset about it, and he's like, "Look, um, we gotta instill some toughness in these guys. Like, what the? I, I get it if someone's actually hurt, but can't be doing this." And then Todd Haley, the former um, uh, former coach, former head coach, former offensive coordinator at Pittsburgh, um, was ousted last year. Uh, you know, he calls out essentially Hugh for you know, living in fear and, Hey, we got to instill some toughness. We have a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of like shuts it down and is like, this is my team, you know, being in this chair and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, you, you went one in 31 in the last two years. You, there are, there are assistant coaches that also were former head coaches that had much more successful careers than you did as a head coach. And, it's also, it's, it's disconcerting because if you have to say, hey man, I'm the head coach, I'm the one making the calls here, you kind of, you're not being the leader that we need, right? Like the leader doesn't have to say, I'm the leader.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you think that's, uh, in your mind, I have my opinion, but do you in your mind, that's a problem, like especially new coaches that have to come ab- aboard a coach that's literally been there with a win under their belt? And they have to be below them. Like, do you think that's a tough dynamic?
2: I think it probably is, but, you know, a lot of those guys are there for their first year, or their second year, or, or, you know, and they haven't had success necessarily. Like, they're there for a reason, right? So, Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, is like, I turned down seven jobs to be here, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, yeah probably not. No, you didn't. I know the acting wanted to hire you to stock their shelves, but that's not really what we're talking about here. Yeah, and I think that's def- I think that has something to do with it, Marla. I think you're right. Um, at the same time, though, you know I can't imagine this happening. No successful coach, I don't think, has those conversations. And I think part of it is just I don't think any successful coach lets the trainer dictate who's missing practice. For a team like this, where you've got to go from zero and six, one and fifteen to zero and sixteen to competing, yeah, yeah.
0: And Hugh, Hugh is like, no, I'd rather have them miss right now than, than miss games because they know they know what they're doing. Like, okay,
2: Hugh, if you say so. I guess I don't. I don't think I said the NFL runs. I think it sets probably bad precedent for a lot of situations. Um, I mean, yeah. it, look, it was different when Joe Thomas was there. And his body was breaking down and he literally it didn't do any good to make him practice. He didn't need the practice. But this isn't Joe Thomas. This is, you know, Duke Johnson and like and he was the one that was cited, like, oh yeah, he sometimes pulls hamstrings. Okay, but don't hold him out of practice altogether. Like that's what the running backs coach was saying, like at least put the pads on. Yeah. Put the pads on and I'll tell him not to I'll hold him back. I'll be the one saying don't do this.
0: I want to get your opinion on a couple things, Scott, in the episode. I don't know if you were going to get to him or not, but I want to get to him now. What did you think about your boy giving the whole defensive line a whole math lesson on how to invest?
2: <laughs> that was so great, Carl Nassib. <laughs> um, I was watching that. I was like, first off, the equation you wrote. It, no, it wasn't it. Actually, Casey could speak to this. Casey, you got to watch this. So he's trying to tell people. So his overall point is fine. So he's trying to tell people, essentially, invest your money. Put your money away in someplace smart. Um, yeah. Don't go out and spend it on something flashy, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is a great scene. So his whole, like,
0: I, I, in a nutshell, Casey, for you know, in a nutshell, it was basically like if you take 10 percent. If you take ten percent of what you're making and store it away, when you're like fifty-six, you'll be like six. You'll have sixty-five million dollars compound interest.
2: <laughs> basically. No, yeah, 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 right. So he, he's yeah. no, he's saying he's saying whatever you put away will double every seven years because you're getting ten percent annually.
1: Okay, and yeah. so
2: so don't hire a, don't hire a financial advisor because that financial advisor takes one percent. And that's that's bullshit. Just put your money in some place where you magically get ten percent every year, which has not happened since I think like the Reagan administration or maybe the Clinton <laughs> administration. Like, show yeah. me. I have a, a quote unquote like high interest yield bank account, and I think it gets one point three five percent. Like, there's no super safe place to put your money and get ten percent, as yeah. far as I know. Yeah, NASA's. But got he was to,
0: yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he was trying to educate the room. He's like, listen, take. And they're basically like, hey, he used he used a million because it's a nice, you know, clean number that we all can relate to. Very relatable. Nice clean number. Yeah, if you have a million, you take 10 and you put away a hundred thousand dollars. I think he said, by the time you're by the time you're 45, you'll have 65 million dollars. And I was like, that's boom. That's solid okay. math. It's solid math. Yeah. And that's just with his measly million dollars. And he looked at um what's the draft pick you had last year? Uh, Miles Garrett. Yeah, Miles Garrett's like, I have thirty million dollars. <laughs> he's like put
2: that no 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 board. someone else said that oh, for Miles I Garrett I
0: thought it was Miles Garrett Yeah, I
2: know I know I don't think it was Miles Garrett I think Miles Garrett was like kind of not all that interested in this conversation
0: yeah but he, <laughs> he had he had that one and then so he's a professor of D the, and then I think after the credits roll did you watch after that where he had about the Instagram or? um
2: about like I'm not sure about uh
0: Taylor Swift. So, oh no, that's oh no. no oh no, no, no did, you're saying yeah, if you spent. He's Taylor like Swift. if
2: you spend. Well, this, is, this actually, his math actually checks out on this one. If you spend two hours a day on Instagram, yeah. At the end of the year, that's the equivalent of spending a month on Instagram.
0: Yeah, that was my favorite. That was my favorite thought because he was like, for a moment, there was like a mind blown moment, and it was quiet, and then you hear, oh wait, what's wrong with that though. <laughs> yeah,
1: some, some dude was like, "That seems that seems right." I, I, I'm, I'm down
2: with that. <laughs> that. But
0: yeah, what's what's wrong with spending a month on Instagram? I don't get it. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know who said that, but th- that was that was a great
2: comedic timing and everything. Uh
0: so we have a professor. Is he? I don't even know who he is. Is he making the team, or is there just a guy in the
2: room? Nassib Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's making the team. Yeah, and that's that's kind of another interesting thing is the, the lack of leadership from the top is what I think killed the Browns last year and is is probably killing the Browns again. Well, hopefully it doesn't kill the Browns again this year, but you see the people that are emerging as leaders and a lot of them are, are first or second years. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's kind of problematic. I mean, Nassib is, um, I think this might be his third year. Um. But he's pretty good. I mean, the, the Browns have kind of quietly assembled a really good linebacking core, really good defensive line. I think they might surprise some people on that, on that front. But yeah, he's a Nassim's a Penn State guy, so I don't know how. Oh, I, mean, I not know, know that. I don't oh, know how their accounting department is. Uh, yeah, they probably. <laughs> They probably Cut him. They probably beat. <laughs> oh shit! When, when did we play them in the uh, the Big Ten championship game? Was that 2015 or that was 16, right? I don't. I don't know what you're talking last about. Year. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. It's two years ago, right? Yeah. So that was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was gone by then, at least.
0: No. Okay. All right. Uh, was there anything else you want to touch about on the episode? Um.
2: Yeah, well, so I, I don't know, Marla. What, what do you guys think about uh, this this gimmick of, of earning your stripes? So the Browns helmet oh, has fuck. always been very basic, oh, yes. totally orange helmet, and down the middle yes. of it is is this uh, white and brown, and there's some orange in their stripe. Um, yep. And so yep. they like took all the stripes off the helmets, and it's like no, you gotta it's- earn your stripes.
0: It's actually funny, because most it's... of the time, going back to how Hard Knocks usually does things, there's usually the the, the uh, beginning credits where the sprinklers are going, and it's usually the people slapping on the decals yes. of the helmet mm. yes. in slow motion. And this year, I mean, it wasn't part of the credits, but this year was the, the uh, what do you call him, the equipment guy, whatever he is, taking off the stripes, because everyone has to earn their stripes. Yeah. And, and looking ahead, I'm just going to jump ahead real quick. Watching their preseason game, I think I tweeted it out, but I was like, ah, "I think it looks a little bit better without the stripe." Yeah,
2: well, I think it looks better without the stripe, and I think you probably get away with more penalties without the stripe because the refs can't see exactly where your head's looking. You're not telegraphing yeah. exactly where you, you know where you're looking, things like that. I think it's probably easier to read as a defensive player um, if the stripe is there. So. No, he might be onto something with this lack of stripe situation. Yeah, fine is, I, I think. Fine done.
1: I think that's how they should cut him when they're coming off the field. Just rip the stripe off, and then it's like <laughs> you're out of here. Pack your things. You're off the team. I don't know how easy it comes off, but that's how I do it.
2: Casey, when he when, when the Browns go five and uh, two, eleven, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sixteen games. When the Browns go five and eleven this year, and Hugh loses his job. Man. I'm putting your name forward I'll be, for
1: I'll be I'll be at the parade <laughs> as as as, a, as the Browns fan as speaking for the Browns fan on the pod here.
2: I think I now have a tremendous amount of pull in the organization. I will put your name forward for the coach, for the coaching hey, job. I could I could definitely lose all 16 games. I'll tell you that. And then you get to jump in the lake like uh like you did. That's the one thing we missed. You got to get Hugh, a cleanse. We did Hugh forget that the at
1: the beginning
0: Hugh jumped in the lake for a cleanse.
1: Yeah, to you get the you... quote stink off. I don't think that's
2: how. That's not how the Great Lakes work. All right. <laughs> yeah, not in Cleveland it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, also, also you can't. You know, I don't know what the expression is. You can get the. Stink off of Hugh, but you can't get Hugh off the stink. I don't know what it is, but I think Hugh it, There's a possibility Hugh is the stink in this organization. Um, <laughs> so it's like, it's like I think he's got I think he's got the best intentions. I'm sure he's a really good guy, but I think he's a little bit too like player friendly and not enough team team friendly. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah he was trying to tell he was trying to tell Baker, hey, get your career started off. When are you getting in? Are you getting in early? Baker's like, oh, whenever practice starts, I'll be here two hours earlier. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good look. Oh, that was gotta be first in last out.
2: That's another bad scene of, of, of like, that made me really depressed, which was like, he was kind of sheepishly. So, so he walks over to, to Baker and kind of is like, Hey, so uh, middle of practice. Know, when, yeah, in the middle of practice like, so when you, uh, when you get into to practice, like, I don't know, two hours or whatever. He's like, what about your boy Ty Riley? What's he doing? He's like, well, he's got his own little workout before then, so I don't know. And he's like, <laughs> very sheepishly, though, not as if you're the head coach running things. Very sheepishly was like, well, maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe if you want, maybe, like, you should have your own practice, too. Just, you know, maybe think about it. Maybe you should also be working hard at your craft to be one of the best players in the world. I don't know. Maybe think about it. And It's like, no, it should be like, listen, motherfucker, you're the—sorry. You're the rookie— <laughs> You're nobody. Yeah, you're the number one overall pick, and we expect you to act like it. Get your work done. Outwork Tyrod. Outwork everyone else in the league, because that's the only way you succeed. Tom Brady doesn't rest on his laurels. Are you Tom Brady? No, you're not. So get get your ass in gear. Like, that's how that conversation goes, not, well, um, I don't know, Baker. Maybe you should consider. Uh, if, if it fits your schedule, I don't know. If it, I know you you're from oklahoma i know you like to eat ribs so maybe you're eating ribs i don't know but maybe it fits your schedule maybe come in a little early and work out it's a problem
0: (laughs) 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 all right all right um sorry that was that was a hot that was a hot topic for me yeah that was was great. great let us uh let us know all right so what two things what do you want? What do you want to see going forward? What are storylines you want to see going forward as a fan? What do you want to be covered going forward in the next episode? And on top of that, how do you see? How do you see the? Because uh, we had you had the first preseason game that happened. Um, Baker had his he a little shine a little bit. How do you see that's going to be covered in the next episode?
2: Yeah. So I think we kind of laid it out a little bit. We got coaching, coaching power kind of struggles. I think. Are going to be the topic. I think, um, obviously, the quarterback battle. Some of the personalities, like Christian Kirksey, um, you know, those personalities are going to come back. Jar- Jarvis Landry, obviously, great personality. Baker Mayfield's going to be, him. you know, brought out more. Even, even just aside from the coaching battle, just because he's got a great personality. But really, next week, what I'm really looking forward to is seeing. What happened with Corey Coleman? Corey Coleman was a 2015 first-round draft pick. So he's our guy, and we he had two good games. He's just had a bad like injury history. And out of kind of nowhere, he was traded to the Buffalo Bills. Um and you know, I follow a lot of like uh like on Reddit and stuff, I follow the Cleveland Browns feed and all that. And people were like, I don't know, like we probably got like a second round or third round pick for them, or it's not a great trade. But you know, we're kind of selling low on them. But like, you know, we got a third round pick. And maybe we could parlay that into something. Oh no, we got a conditional seventh round pick in twenty twenty. That's a ham sandwich. Whoa. That's a conditional yeah. <laughs> ham sandwich. Yeah. Man, that is
0: no, not even quality sandwich. meat. Not even quality. Meat. Definitely
2: it's not, not quality having meat. cheese. <laughs> oh no, this this isn't like a kosher corned beef. Uh, you know, kind. Of, you know, high quality on rye. This is.
1: I mean, I'm, I'd trade for that. That sounds good.
2: This is a four inch from Subway, <laughs> and it was in a fridge for three days. Like a four inch oh. from Subway. This is a, this is a number fifteen overall pick. In, you know, just a couple years ago, so there has to be there had. There's more to the story than just he got injured a lot. Like he has to be just a cancer in the locker room or something. And so I really want to see. I hope they cover that. I expect them to cover that. That's got to be a big deal, especially with um, with Josh Gordon missing altogether, and in uh, Callaway uh, with his questionable issues. Um, you know, the, the the Browns' wide receiving core went from kind of stacked, quite frankly, to thinning out rapidly overnight, where. It doesn't take very much for Rashard Higgins to be Higgins to be a starting wide receiver in the NFL and nothing against him. He he actually apparently looked pretty good in in camp, but that no longer makes it a deep receiving core. So that's a huge storyline I want to see. Um, Definitely expect with the uh, with the performance of Baker Mayfield in the preseason game. He looked really good. He started out with a three and out, I think, but there was a Callaway drop, uh, maybe mm-hmm. two Callaway drops on that on that drive. Um, the, you know, the line wasn't really there, protecting. They couldn't get the run game going to save their lives. So it'll be interesting to see. He looked, I thought, really, really good if you watch the game. And then I think another kind of emerging, I, I expect as a character to see next week, and it's it's overdue, which is David and Joku, who. I think his nig—I think he grew up in Maryland or I don't know, New York or something. He grew up in America, but his family's from, I think, Nigeria. And uh, he just hes an—he's—I've an, been following him on Instagram for like a long time. He's a really interesting guy, like kind of a fun guy. Very, very young dude. A lot of talent. Absolute uh, nightmare to defend against just because of his size and speed. Um, so I expect him to, he scored twice. He had two touchdowns, one from Tyrod Taylor, one from Baker Mayfield. He should emerge as a storyline for sure next week. I'm looking forward to that. All
0: right. I always, I always like towards the end cause I usually get into it. I think where well, there's four or five episodes, I believe five or six, but like the people that are trying to make a roster spot who probably won't play, but like, I just like seeing that cut line. I don't know why.
2: But. Yeah, I think I think the receiving core would be good for that. Um, yeah, maybe the linebackers because our linebacker we have four starting linebackers. I mean, we have four linebackers that would start on pretty much any team. Um, maybe, maybe Joe Schobert will get a little uh, a little press oh, here. Oh yeah, Schobert. Yeah, the show man. He might get a little press. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I really think it's going to be if you saw like toward the end of the episode of the first episode this is what was cool as a fan. They had like, they were showing like the scrimmage and they had Tyrod playing and he scored and they had Baker playing. He's like, he's he's doing complicated things. He's calling the line differently. He's doing little audible things. He's, he's rearranging people on offense and they had like this, this hype music playing the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was cool. It was not Kanye, but it was like Kanye-esque <laughs> hype music and yeah. I was getting, I was getting pretty pumped up. So I think, I think that'll be the the main thing, but yeah, Marla, I think you're right. I think they're going to dive down deeper into the roster after doing the broad strokes. The first episode, we're going to see some some drama.
0: All right, before I, before we I let you go, I had to say, and <clears throat> I think you'll appreciate that. I think Casey will appreciate that. If Casey, if you go back and watch it at all, there's a there's always there's the clips of the uh, the fans that are there for training camp. And for a moment, I thought Scott was there.
2: (laughs) The guy in the orange suit? Yes! There's a guy in a
0: full orange suit, and you know it's like 90 degrees out. Yeah. And he's screaming, Baker, Mayfield, leading the crowd in a full suit multiple times. I'm like, damn, Scott's already there.
2: (laughs) Uh, That's awesome.
0: Uh, So, uh, again, I'm glad you recognize that.
2: Um, <laughs> sorry to take your thunder away, but I had to beat you to the punch, knowing exactly where you're going.
0: <laughs> so good, so good. So, uh, Casey, everything else?
1: No, I'm good. <laughs>
0: okay, all right. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Scott was great. We will tick. We'll check your predictions on episode two. We'll have you back for a review. Any last words for you?
2: Uh, One last thing. I think Calloway is going to be a big storyline also because of the... I won't go into it, but uh, read the news. He's in the news. Uh, That'll be interesting. Um, But uh, bless him. Bless him.
0: All right, Scott. Thanks. We'll see you uh, next time.
2: All right. Thanks, gentlemen.
0: Speaking of reality. Yeah. We have an update on uh, Very Cavallari. (laughs) I know you've been... I know... I know Casey's been watching I know everyone out there has been watching But uh, Just an update on this past episode We had Jay Cutler hanging out with his boys In Nashville Mm -hmm. Sitting around Talking about Dad life (laughs) And How How he got snipped and he was explaining. He was explaining. He was explaining to his boys how it works and and how it runs And then some of his friends were like, "Oh no, you don't actually get your balls cut off." And Jay was like, "No, you don't." And explained like how it works. I won't, you
1: know, I won't. No, we don't even get in the weeds go into about
0: it. detail. But if you want to go see it, you can see it. But yeah, Jay snipped. He is. He can't make any more little rocket arm quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. He has two. <laughs> <laughs> but a very. <laughs> But yeah, but but he came over, and so he was talking about. Yeah, he was talking about how that he wasn't he wasn't forced to, but Kristen went you know on a bank and said, "Yeah, I made
1: Jay." Dip. <laughs> I feel like uh, it wouldn't be hard to convince Jay Cutler that it's something that he wanted to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> she didn't tell him to. But she more or less suggested that it was his idea too. And he was like, You're right, I want to do that. Right.
0: Yeah. Kristen incepted Jay, which isn't tough. <laughs> I give I'll give you that. He just did an inception like, no, this is what you're doing. Like, oh yeah, that was my idea.
1: hmm <laughs> It's uh It the <sighs> Granted I've never spoiler, I've never been on a reality TV show. <laughs> But the cavalier way in which they talk about such serious things in i guess I guess specifically this show, but maybe reality shows in general is it's mind blowing like <laughs> I, I I can't I would be uncomfortable talking about such things around a table of my good friends without a camera <laughs> and they're talking about a <laughs> camera. It's so bizarre. Well, he, he's got to live that Hollywood life. And Jay Collar just cannot be bothered to care. So yeah, no. <laughs> so it's so no. great.
0: It's so great. It's so great. And yeah, and speaking of which, and so in this episode, I guess uh, it was when Kristen, she had to go to LA because she was doing the red carpet for Bravo Some... or E or whatever, what she was doing. <laughs> Something, yeah. Something. And so Jay stops by the store. <laughs> Jay has to stop by the store because Kristen's out of town. To make sure everyone's working. Yeah. And so, and Jay sits down and he declares that he's the mastermind behind everything. And the best part about this whole thing is that a, these <laughs> these girls, these girls, which I don't know how old they are, they yeah. they don't they see they see Kristen from Laguna Beach. Yeah. And they're like, That's Kristen from Laguna Beach. And like Jay's just some guy that just
1: comes through. In his deer hat.
0: His dear yeah. <laughs> That's really my favorite part because my wife was asking me, like, Why do you watch this show? Meanwhile, she's like watching it with me. Yeah. I was like, Because this is amazing. Yeah. This is Jay Cutler, who got paid I don't know how much to be a, a mediocre quarterback. Mm-hmm. And this is what this is his life now. And I'm so fascinated by it.
1: Well, he stopped by the store and he's like, I got a full day of work ahead of me. And then, like, 15 minutes later, he's like, This place sucks. I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) What?
0: What is going on? What is going on? Yeah. And then the best, I don't know. I think the, I mean, the highlight was uh, one of the workers found out that they, no one of them was concerned that another one was pregnant,
1: Mm.
0: showed up to her house with a pregnancy test because she hadn't been in the work for a couple of days and she had Growing up, not feeling good symptoms, took a pregnancy test, happened to be pregnant. No. And, apparently, that's a great thing because they looked at each other and said, we're pregnant!
1: Yay! Hmm.
0: I guess that's how it works. In 2018, we're pregnant. We're friends. (laughs) They did. (laughs) No, the best question was like, should I, I I forget the guy's name, he's like, I think it's Mike. We'll call it Mike. Sure. Should I should I tell Mike? There was no answer to it either. It just it just went away from that it said we're pregnant.
1: Wow. <laughs> so that's so. my very
0: cavalier update.
1: Man, it's uh not the best show. But I would have to oh, say it's good. It's good. Anytime Jay Cutler comes on screen. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic television.
0: It's worth it. It's worth it to sit through it for the Jay Cutler scenes, and he's there more than I ever thought he would be, and it's amazing.
1: He's there more than we thought, but doing less than we'd ever thought. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: True, it's amazing.
0: It was good.
1: All right, that's my
0: update, Casey. What's the what's the corner kick for the week?
1: Corner kick EPL is back. Uh the back. league. The league started today, not only that, the fantasy league started today. Uh, my fantasy team and, uh, by extension, Liverpool, since my team is heavily invested in Liverpool, my fantasy team at least, are off to a hot start. Uh, however, there is still time to join. I, we're only 138th of the way through the season. Um, and whatever points you, missed this, you may have missed this week if you didn't join the league, there's still plenty of time uh, to make that up uh during during the rest of the league. So I encourage you if you're at all interested, you want to set a soccer lineup for the uh, Premier League once a week. That's all it takes. It's a lot of fun. I encourage everyone to be in on it and then uh more so watch the games and enjoy those and have somebody to root for each of those. I uh found myself rooting for Harry Kane for the first time uh as I have him on my team and he did not disappoint or I guess he did disappoint but me in this sense by not scoring a goal <laughs> I made him my captain and everything uh thanks harry kane uh anyway dude
0: i'm in third place yeah that makes zero sense
1: makes all the sense <laughs> all the sense <laughs> that's how you it's, know you can join the league right now yeah marlo's <laughs> in third place he has heard of three of the players in the whole league uh <laughs> but um yeah, it's a, it's it's a lot of fun uh I had a lot of fun this weekend we, obviously watching the games in general but specifically watching uh people I pick for my team and again a lot of them are Liverpool players up to three that's the Mexican we have for team uh so I have three Liverpool players uh but I, uh, on the league side uh all the the favorites for the league got off to good starts man City United uh Liverpool Chelsea all winning comfortably Tottenham winning a little more tightly contested game but uh, all the people you'd expect uh, to be at the top of the table are at the top after week one. So that is the other leagues get started um, here coming up, I think, this week and uh, the week after, uh, depending on the other domestic leagues. But uh, soccer's back after what it felt like a week and a half from the World Cup. It was probably wasn't much was more. it's such a big break. Here. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's How back. we ever live? Yeah, but we, we survived and now we're here for uh the Casey's corner kick every week. So yeah. Back. Tiger's back.
0: Football's back. Soccer's back. Yeah. We're all back.
1: We did it. We did <laughs> we it. Made it. We made, made it. it. We made it all together. Yeah. We made it all together. That is it for me. Casey, you have anything else? Uh that's that's it for uh me this week. Uh until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.
2: Guess what?